Welcome to the SMW Podcast. This is where warriors share their stories and their knowledge on the art of steel mace training. This month's podcast sponsor is Adix Clubs and Maces. And we'd like to thank you for giving our listeners a better listening experience. To find out more about Adix Clubs and Maces, go to www.adixclub.com. What's up, Still Mace Warriors? Here we are again with another great episode. And uh, as always, I'm excited. And today we have Karina, also known as Marshall.Mace.360, or you might even know her as like this woman that's just swinging mace in a martial arts way. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm uh, very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have you here. I was I was talking to you about this, but you've been on two previous episodes over on Silmace Nation. So by the way, yeah. for the listeners, if they don't know about Silmace Nation, go check out Fred. He has tons of Silmace content as well. And Karina's been on there. But I was telling her that I like to uh, not listen to other podcast episodes so that I can listen to their stories, like listen to your story for the first time. So I want to talk about your story. I want to talk about how you got from martial arts over to the Silmace. Tell me everything. Okay. okay. Well, I have been practicing martial arts for a very long time, since uh, 1989. And I first saw the mace being swung by a friend of mine up in Phoenix, another Arizona person. (laughs) Arizona vibes in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, And I'm sure you know him too, uh, uh, weightlifting doc. Oh yeah, he's like, I I gotta get him on here too. He's like strong. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He's a great guy. Um, I, when I first got onto Instagram, I did it with my um, Raven Studios page, and I was looking around and I uh, saw Tony doing swinging the mace, and that's the first time I ever saw the mace. Didn't had no clue what it was or what he was doing. Um, and so when I saw him doing that, my first instinct was um, rehab. I have neck and shoulder and upper back issues that I've had for a long time. Um, not may I've had a pinched nerve in my neck and I've had all kinds of issues like that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always trying to improve in that area. And when I saw him swinging the mace, I was like, that is perfect. That is perfect for, for my issues of strengthening the upper back and the neck and stretching the front and all of that. Right. And that was my first, that was the first thing I saw then pretty quickly after that, <laughs> um, I realized, oh, wow, this could be a huge supplement to my martial arts training, which then would have a twofold use. It's helping my body in a, in a rehab physical sort of way, but also enhancing and supplementing my martial arts training. Um, so that's where it re- really all started. And the martial arts aspect of it, martial artists of all different um, cultures have used training implements like the mace, not exactly the mace, but either something heavier than you would normally use for martial arts to train your body for martial arts. So heavier swords are very common or um, very big long poles that are heavy. Um, A lot of different implements that build strength, coordination, stamina, and the body mechanics for martial arts training. So a lot of these implements are not weapons in and of themselves as you would fight with it 
but it's a tool to develop fighting skills, if that makes sense. Yeah. See, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about all the benefits because I've had other guests on here and I'm, and they all have like a martial arts background. Most of them did. So it's yeah, really interesting to see how the yeah. steel mace has really like developed with like martial arts. It's a perfect, it's, and then I, I've noticed that too. A lot of, a lot of people who swing the mace have a martial arts background, yeah. um, which it just makes complete sense because it's, it's, it's been used, well, the gata came from wrestling, Indian wrestling. So that's the background, you know, that is the background of that tool yeah. in a martial art. It comes from martial arts. So it just makes sense that the tools that are, have been um, uh, extrapolated from that today, the modern mace is, uh, it comes from that. So it's gonna attract martial artists for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, well, going back to the rehab stuff, did you use a light mace or did you use like a weighted mace for all your rehab? Um, I started with two maces, one that I bought, which was five pounds and one that my husband made me. He's a metal worker. So he made me one that weighed, I still have that and use it and it weighs nine pounds. So those were my first two maces. Um, I could not do the archer movement with the nine pound mace when I first started and I'm fairly strong, but I, with the issues that I have, and I also, <laughs> I have a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about I've been, all of I've, been, I've been doing a lot of things for a long time. I have a lot of tendonitis, um, in my wrists and elbows and things like that because of, I work with my hands and I've been working with my hands my whole life. So, um, and I'm 56 years old. So I, you know, it's, there's a lot of time span there of movement and I've been moving my whole life and active and athletic my whole life. So I've had injuries and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, well, the way you move, you do not look 56 yeah. years old. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest <laughs> right now. I'm going to throw it out there, but thanks for, for letting everyone know your age. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm an old part. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's, you know, come with that time of, you know, doing things for that long, you know, comes injuries too. And I've really tried to avoid that. But my working life has also been very physical. Um, I work, I work with wood, I work with tools, I work with my hands. And so I have, you know, wrist, my, my wrists and my elbows and my shoulders are very, um, I have a lot of tendonitis and things like that, that over, over, you know, you use your hands a lot, you, you're going to develop that over time. Um, so the rehab part of my training, it, it really goes with my training because the training really is rehab. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the, I don't train to hurt myself. I train to I try like to make myself healthier and all of that. And I've done that my whole life too. But even, even when you do that, you're still going to have injuries. You know, it's just, just part of life. You, you know, you fall yeah. and you hurt yourself. It's, it's, it's part yeah. of it. So, um, when I first started with the mace, I had those two weights, five pounds and nine pounds. And I did, I just, I wanted to experiment with everything that I saw because then I started looking at Instagram and seeing all the different methods and all the different ways that the mace is used. Yeah. So my first, and I haven't trained with anybody personally. Uh, I would love to train with a lot of different people. Uh, just, you know, there's so many, so many great artists out there. Too and, many. Uh, 
There's so many, many good ones. Yeah, like I really respect all the different methods, you know, the hard style, the traditional, the steel mace flow, the, uh, you know, mace fit, everything, everything all the different uh, ways of swinging the mace. I, I love it all. You know, I really love it all. So I, I don't really want to pick one specific style. I want to, I, my original intent with the mace is to see what I could do with it, to see what I can bring with, from my background, from my martial arts background, to see what I can do with the mace based on my own background. So I, at first I was copying what other people did and trying to learn specific, you know, the 360 and some basic movements. Um, and then even copying some, some flows that I saw. It's like, oh, I wanna try that and see what it feels like. Um, and now I'm more trying to figure out my own movements based on my martial arts. So I'm trying to incorporate that more, but I still do everything else too, so. Yeah, and, and you know what? I see your stuff and, and I kind of started doing that like a year ago and then I stopped, but I see your stuff and it just motivates me to want to like learn, even learn a martial arts. Well, that was part of my thought process when I started with the mace is that I've always been, I've always been a fitness nut for one thing. I've always worked out in one way or another um, with, with traditional lifting weights, um, everything. I just, I love to move. I mountain bike and I just love to do everything. <laughs> so my thought with the mace was that this is a great way to get martial artists interested in the mace, but it's also a great way to get mace artists interested in martial arts. It goes both ways. You know? It's working. Really. It's, it does, it just, it goes both ways. And so if I can be like part of the, part of the conduit to reach those two, um, I'm happy, you know? Yeah, I hope to see you maybe like, I don't know, like create something with that because like, you know, I know, I know you're in Arizona and I know that, you know, you have, you have a place, right? That's what Raven is? Yeah. Yeah, I, I work from my home. We have a, a workshop here. I have my workshop here. I work by myself. My husband also has his workshop also here. And then uh, the, the room that you see me training in all the time, we, that's our garage. We turned that into, we, we finished it and turned it into a training room for our martial arts uh, a number of years ago. Wow. And so um, it's, it's not very big. It's, it's small, but we don't, we don't really, we don't intend on teaching martial arts commercially as far as like a big school and hundreds of students. We wanna keep it small. Um, we teach martial arts as self-defense and we're serious about that. And it's, you're teaching people basically how to hurt people. So we don't teach a lot of people. We really try to pick and choose who we teach. Okay. And um, so we keep that small, um, but the, the MACE training, that's more fitness oriented and getting people to move and, uh, and maybe interested in martial arts. So um, that I'm, I am, I would like to develop something. I, you know, I, I really yeah. would like to do that. That's kind of what, that's where my brain is right now. And that's what I'm, I mean, I don't have it all formulated yet, but I'm, that's the path that I am trying to follow right now with yeah. the mix. I can, I can picture a book, an online course, I don't know, something from you, but because yeah. I yeah. see your stuff, you know, and I'm just like, man, I, I, I want to see something develop from that. 
Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I do it's too. so I, beautiful. I really would like to do that. Um, that's, that's kind of, that's what I'm, that's where my brain is at right now as far as what I'm working towards. So that's my goal is to, and in order to do that, my Raven Studios business is where I earn my, that's my livelihood. That's how I make my money. And that's how I pay the bills. And I've been doing that for a long time. And um, I'm really busy with that. It takes up most of my time. And I want to, my goal is to slow that down so that I can teach more martial arts wise, but also develop more mace, um, a mace curriculum basically is what I would like to do. Well, when you do that, when you do that, the podcast is here and we'll promote it. Great. <laughs> yes. It. Let, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, obviously you just mentioned you have tendonitis from your woodworking stuff. So you make wooden swords and, and do you make other stuff? Uh, wooden swords and uh, Wing Chun has a, a tool called a wooden dummy. Oh, okay. The, you've probably, if you've seen the Ip Man movies, you've probably seen a wooden dummy. <laughs> Um, and I've been making those for a long time too. Uh, but yeah, just the wooden swords. I don't do furniture. I don't do anything else. I make wooden training swords, uh, staffs and poles and, and swords. Okay. And then what's the Instagram for that one? Raven studios. It's, uh, Raven studios dot RS. Okay. That way they can check it out because that's, yeah. I, I just, uh, I was talking to you about this. I just like found out that you had this going on, which I thought was like super awesome. And then I guess let's just do it. Let's talk about this challenge, this mystery challenge that got brought up <laughs> that I'm super excited about. A little random challenge here. Um, well, I got the idea based on your last month you did everybody you had on did a challenge, which I thought was fantastic. I wasn't able to participate. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but I I'm the was... freaking, uh, the one who brought it up. And I, I think I just did two challenges because I was just so busy. So it's okay. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but I thought it might be fun to, to offer up another random challenge and um, offer one of my swords as the prize or the winner of the challenge. It's going to so. be phenomenal. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's talk about the challenge. So, winner wins a sword from you and then I'm going to throw Actually, in a t-shirt. I can show you this. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. What I'm talking about. So, it's a long <laughs> It's a very long. <laughs> uh, this is a Chinese uh, long sword, two-handed wow. long sword. So it's uh, made from hickory and, and all that, but that would be the price. Um, because how long, how long does it take you to, to make one of those? Curious. I make them in batches of eight to 10 swords at a time. Um, and it usually takes me a week to make eight to 10 swords, something like that. Um, so I don't know exactly how much time like per, uh, per sword per hour, but um, I make anywhere from like I would say six to ten swords in a week. Okay. All right. I just want to let the I want to let the people know that because there's a lot of love made, right? A lot of love behind making these things. Yes. I I um I'm I don't have like I said, I think I said earlier, I don't have any employees. I make everything myself. Um if they check out my website, which is little-raven.com. I love just, it. 
if you just Google Raven Studios Swords, uh, my website will probably pop up. All right. So what's the challenge? What so the is challenge, the challenge? <clears throat> the challenge <clears throat> is to do two squats, only two. So simple, easy. But <laughs> I want the squats to be done as slowly as possible. So you're going to be in an over-under grip. And I want the I want the challenge to be to start the squat down as slow as you possibly can go. Absolutely, but no stopping, no stopping, no resting. So slow as you can go. When you reach as low as you can, start back up very slowly, as slow as you can. And then when you get back to the top, switch hands and go again. So there's no resting when you get back to the top. You have to switch and then slowly go down again and then back up again. So two squats, really, really slow. Okay. So, you mentioned that you, you did this and it's on your Instagram and I'm going to repost yeah. it on the Still Mace Warrior Instagram, but <clears throat> you mentioned that you did one minute in total I, or, or one minute going down and up. Total. Okay. So one squat per minute was in the video that I did. That's what I did. So it took me about one minute to do one full squat down and back up. And then I switched and went down and back up and it took about another minute. Uh, so the, the challenge isn't to do that per se. If you can do it longer, great, do it longer. Um, <laughs> but if, if it's not that long, that's, it's, I don't want the challenge to be a competition or that you have to reach a certain time frame or anything like that. It's just you do it to the best that you can um, uh, without stopping, no resting <laughs> and until you're done. And oh just to experience that, it makes for a, an extremely boring video. It's not very exciting. It's not fancy <laughs> or flashy. It's very boring, <laughs> but um, it's very challenging to move slowly. And it's a way to test your strength, your stamina, your willpower, because your brain's going to give up before your body does, um, for sure. And okay. So, now was this inspired by your martial arts? Cause I mean, when you told me about this, I'm like, this has to be inspired by martial arts. Well, you know, in a way, yes. Um, we don't generally, you know, move as slow as you possibly can. Um, uh, like Tai Chi, I practice Tai Chi and Wing Chun. Those are the two arts that I study and Tai Chi is known for slow movement. Um, there is also very fast movement in Tai Chi, which, which is because it is a martial art. It's, it's a fighting art, no different than Wing Chun. It's just a different style. Um, so, uh, and there's also slow movement in Wing Chun as well. The first form that we do is done slowly, but not that slowly. This is okay. I'm pushing it to another type of slow. Um, so yeah, I was kind of, was kind of influenced by that, um, uh, but it's, it's about, and that's a whole nother subject as far as what it is that you're really learning when you study martial arts. Um, what mostly comes to people's heads is fighting. But you're learning so much more than that. It's more about your body control. You have to know how to control your body in order to defend yourself. The better you understand your body, the better you can defend yourself. Bottom line, the better you can control your body. Um, so it's all about body mechanics and body control and, and self-development. And then you apply that to a partner, a training partner. So then there's another element of someone trying to not let you do what you want to do 
while you're trying to not let them do what they want to do. You know, wow. Sort of. So the martial arts is much more than just fighting. It is fighting. It's what you're learning, but there's, you're learning so much more than that. It's, it's, it's well beyond just fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now I'm just, I now want to like go on Google and then see how far you are away from me. <laughs> I want to learn from you. We're probably maybe three hours, something. Like, how far are you from Tucson? <sighs> like drive time? I mean, if you go really fast, like three hours, 30 minutes, three? four hours, maybe. Okay. If you go yeah, slow. So you're probably, we're probably about five hours apart, something like that. Oh, gosh, why, why Arizona? Everything's so far apart. You know, I, I posted that on my Facebook yesterday. I was like, ah, I just want to, I want to hang out with people in the still community, but everyone's just so scattered everywhere. And then yeah. with COVID, yeah. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, it's hard. There's people in Phoenix that I haven't even visited yet. And, you know, there's a few people in Tucson um, that I haven't gotten together with either. So it's just, it's, it's just so hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one day, one day. So tell yeah. me, tell me like one thing, one thing or one technique, or maybe something that influenced you that kind of made you better at still maze training. Well, gosh, there's probably a bunch and maybe a lot of things happen <laughs> at the same time, but maybe like that, you know, cause if listeners are listening, they're probably like, they want tips and tricks and the secrets. So just like one thing that maybe like changed still makes training for you. Well, really it wasn't a, it wasn't a technique or a movement. It's more mindset. Um, and the same thing, I'll tell you, the same thing happened to me when I was studying in my growth of my early days of martial arts training. What you first see when you study anything are the techniques, the, the movement. You see a movement, a strike, a movement, whatever it is, a punch. But eventually you have to start realizing what it is those techniques are teaching you. When you're, when you're, I can use the steel mace as far as, when you do a 360, you try to, you know, people teach it different ways and, and give you different tips on how to do it correctly. But if you, if you switch your brain a little bit and try to figure out what is the 360 teaching me? What am I learning from this movement? Not how to do the movement correctly, but what is it? I mean, you have to do that too. I'm not saying you don't do that. Right, right. But what is this movement teaching me? So with the martial arts, we talk about principles, principles of, and it's principles of movement, really. Structure, positioning, distance, timing, power, control, balance, body unity, targeting, how to neutralize forces, how to move with momentum, leverage. All of those are principles of martial arts training. Once you start focusing on the principles, the techniques, make more sense and you're able to learn them much more efficiently and effectively than if you're just trying to learn a technique. You have to look inside or behind the technique to see what's, what makes it efficient and what makes it effective. Swinging a three, doing a 360, if you understand your structure really well, 
or you understand how to generate the movement. What moves first? What moves second? What moves third? How are your legs doing the three? What are you doing with your legs when you do the 360? What are you doing with your torso? Everybody's focused on their hands because that's what's holding the mace. So everybody's like, yeah, I'm doing a 360 with my hands. You don't do a three, what you do do a 360 with your hands. That's part of it. And that's the normal part of development and learning. You have to start there. Everybody does. When I first did my 360, I did the same thing. Even though I had the prior training, I was, oh yeah, I'm using my hands. I had to, I had to go back and it, you might learn quicker if you have more training in your background, it might come to you quicker than if you're starting from nothing, but you still have to start from the beginning when you start something new, no matter what you're doing, no matter how much experience you have. Um, So, but anyway, getting back to the principles, the principles of martial arts is the same as the principles of movement itself, which you can apply to swinging the mace. So if the better you understand your structure, your positioning, Distance isn't so much of an issue because when you're talking about distance, you're talking about a training partner. In the mace, you don't have that. So you right. eliminate that. Um, but you know, you see what I'm saying? That if you yeah. understand, if you, yeah, so that's what helped my martial arts training when I when my when my brain switched to only looking at the techniques as a technique. This is to block this, and this is to hit this, and and that's part of it, but that's not all of it. That's just scratching the surface. But at the beginning of any type of physical training, the techniques are what you see, what you visually see. So that's what captures your your attention. And and then you have to go deeper and deeper and deeper into that movement. So the techniques, I always explain it as the techniques are vehicles to learning the principles. You need the techniques to learn the principles. And then once you learn the principles, the techniques almost go away because now you're moving from a different place. You're not just learning the technique. This is so hard to put, it's hard to articulate in words. That's, that's like the best, uh, <laughs> I've asked this question to a lot of people and that's like the best answer ever. <laughs> it's deep. It's, it's a different way of thinking because I could say, you know, I could say it was the 360, but what was it about the 360 that, that helped me. And for me, I applied that the idea of the principles, what's behind the techniques to my mace training. So that's how now I'm trying to improve every, every movement that I do. I don't, um, I, don't, I don't look at movements as this is a beginner movement and this is an intermediate movement and this is an advanced movement. An advanced move is, is nothing more than a beginner movement just done really, really well and understood deeply. That makes it advanced. It's not, I mean, you could do all these fancy flips and tricks and throws and all that kind of th- stuff. And that takes a lot of coordination, but just a basic 360 or a basic squat done in a different way, um, it brings you to a whole nother level of understanding of yourself. Not the technique. You understand yourself better by doing that. Um, I mean, I'm glad you brought that whole like beginner, you know, intermediate, advanced, because when you get into the world of fitness, that's all you see. And that's Mm -hmm. all, that's like how everything's structured, right? It's always beginner, intermediate, advanced. 
and I mean, and it's needed, like how you it's said, needed. Yes. but it's cool to have, like you have a whole another perspective on that. And you know what? Now I know why martial arts takes so long to learn. You mentioned so yes. many things right now. And I was like, wow, no wonder it takes so long, right? I mean, yes, I yes. It, it literally does take long because you need to evolve with the system. And that doesn't happen quickly. You can learn, I can teach you how to punch in five minutes, but you're going to learn, you're going to dive deep into that punch and start and keep learning it for years and years and years. And you'll understand it completely differently next year than you did this year. And then the year after that, the same thing. I do that every year. I, I think about what I've learned and what I've know. And I know that, well, this year I, I know so much more than I did last year. And then that happens the next year and the next year and the next year. And finally, after a while you realize Oh, wait a minute. This is never going to end. This is you, you, there is no end to a martial art training or a movement training or anything like that. A musical instrument. Do you reach the end? No, you keep learning and growing and forever. It doesn't matter. It could be an instrument. It could be whatever it is. It could but be martial arts based training. Yes. Exactly. I always say this because there's, there's a lot of people that are like, uh, I learned the 360, I'm done. And I'm like, no, I'm still doing 360s <laughs> right now. And I still yep. don't feel like super confident about it. And supposedly I look Ooh. great, but me, I feel it. And I'm like, no, there's still so much to learn about the 360. Still, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't care. I've been practicing martial arts since, like I said, 89. I'm, I'm, I'll give you just a, an example. And this might be depressing to people, but at the point I am now, I see that there is so much more ahead for me to learn than there is behind me. There's more ahead of me than behind me, even though I've been doing this for 30 years. Consistently, not on and off or trying it here and there. I've been consistently training for that long because there is so much to it. And it's the same with the mace. When you, when you first learn the mace, when you first learn I don't know how to relate it to the martial arts because that's what I do. But with the, your first four or five years of training is what, I, what I've noticed. The first four or five years of training, at first you don't know anything. So you know you suck. Then you start learning and learning and learning and learning. And you get four to five years and you're thinking you're pretty good. It's like, I can do all this stuff, which you can. And you are, you are pretty good. You've learned so much in that amount of time. A lot of people stop at that point and think that they've mastered it and they've got it. Well, there's no such thing as mastering anything. There's just, there's no such thing because, and if you can break through that and keep going, you realize, oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was because there's so much more that I could see that I don't know, but you don't know that yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a certain point where you can't see what you don't know yet. If you keep going, you'll start to see what you don't know. And you'll realize, oh, this isn't going to end. I'm never going to be a master of anything because there's no such thing. Um, I can make one more point on that. Go. Um, for myself, a lot of people don't like this type of thought process, but for me, it works. I seek perfection. Even though I know perfection is unattainable, it doesn't exist. There is no, when you do a 360, if you think it's perfect, you can't feel what you're doing wrong. That's the only thing that's missing. You're thinking it's perfect because you can't feel something that you're doing incorrectly. It could be minute, but there's still something that's not quite right. 
I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Um, so in, in my practice, in my movement, whatever it is, the mace, martial arts, I seek perfection. And I know that I'll never attain it. So for some people, that's depressing. <laughs> Why would you seek something you can, you can never attain? Why would you do that? Because that's what keeps you going and learn. You know, every day when you wake up, you know, I'm gonna, I can grow today. I can learn. I can evolve. I can, I can I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep growing and learning, because I know I can't reach perfection. But that's what I seek. So then you're going to keep improving, you know, phenomenally, hopefully, rather than thinking you're gonna finish something and then start something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's just a different way of looking at it. It's a different. Uh, it's just different words. Some people say more seek progress. Well, it's the same thing. But, you know, that's, it, if, if you could, what would be depressing to me is if you could finish something. If I could master something and finish something, like if I could master the steel mace and finish it, how depressing would that be? Because then I'm done. <laughs> You're there's done. No more, there's no more learning, no more growth, no more nothing. I'm done. That would be kind of boring. That's depressing. <laughs> to me, that's depressing. I want to know that I'm never going to finish. To me, that's exciting. So let's, okay, so you're talking about perfection. And you talked a little bit about kind of struggling to get there, right? So tell me, are you struggling with anything right now with still training? Everything. <laughs> everything. Okay. Can we talk about everything? <laughs> Uh, what I struggle with most is technology. Technology. <laughs> oh, How to get Wi-Fi into my garage. That's what I struggle with. Um, uh, Maybe just one thing this week. What did you struggle with? One thing this week. Um, what, what I do, I could say what I do. Uh, I don't feel fluid in, um, in just free flow. Free flowing. I mean, I could free flow. But it's not, I feel like I need a lot more training and a lot more of, a, uh, a lot more repetition in a lot of the movements to be able to then free flow and not plan what I'm going to do. Just, just move and let the mace move me and, and flow with it. Um, uh, I could say that's, that I don't feel, I, don't, I wouldn't say struggling. I'm just not at where I want to be with that yet. So I'm working on that, but I'm working on everything because everything helps everything else. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, it, I really don't look at it as struggling so much as, as I'm just uh, trying to get better at everything. Yeah, It is frustrating. It can be very frustrating when you're trying to do something and it's just not working. And I totally think that's a working. common one, especially with, with flow, right? I think that's super, sure. super common. I mean, I never felt comfortable doing flow. You know, I'm, I, I have a better time doing like individual exercises and then yes. somehow like I'm more like Viking Ninja. I don't know if you've seen Viking Ninja stuff, yeah, but it's a little sure. more geometrical and a little more like, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know how to describe the differences between still mace flow and Viking Ninja, but I'm more Viking Ninja than still mace flow. So when I do still mace it's flow, it's a struggle for me. Like I will say it's a struggle. It's, it's definitely yeah. hard. It's a different, um, it's just, it's just a different way of moving. It's a different, different, we, we flow in martial arts. We, we learn very strict movements 
that are very precise and very strict. And then you need to learn how to free flow. You need to put all these movements together. And then you need to free flow with a partner where now you don't know what they're gonna do and they don't know what you're gonna do. And you have to free flow together and respond instantaneously to each other's movement. So steel mace flow to me is a lot like that, where now you're not, you have to learn the structure first though. You have to have that structure. And that's why steel mace flow takes a long time to re get really good at, because you have to have that structure first. Otherwise your free flow becomes clumsy and sloppy and you want the movements to be really precise and, and um, correct if you wanna use that term as far as for what you're doing. Um, because you don't wanna get hurt. If you free flow too soon and too fast, you can injure yourself really bad. So you have yeah. to really understand the movement um, really well in order to flow. So flowing is, is difficult. Um, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think that flow is going to be something that I will be doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> just like we were discussing, it's not that whole like it yeah. ends and that's it. I think flow is oh. definitely one of those things that have challenged me. I think that's yeah. it's yeah. challenging as a heck. It's very challenging. And, and it's, you know, steel mace flow is challenging. And, and I haven't studied with anyone, I'm just going by what I'm seeing people do what I'm trying to do myself. Um, so I'm just speaking from my own, <laughs> from my own perspective. Right. Um, but even doing the, the, what you call a basic movement, which isn't basic, the 360 is not basic. It's, it's, it's very complex. Um, and I love the 360 because every time I do it, I discover something different. I discover something new and different about the movement, about myself, about how I'm moving, about what I'm feeling um, physically, how my body is, the body mechanics. Um, you can do a, a whatever, any, you can pick any movement, any one movement, archer, whatever it is. And like I said before, you're seeking per perfection, but it's not perfect. So that makes you think and feel what, what's happening? What am I doing? Am I, you know, is this elbow coming down or going up? Or what is my, what are my hips doing? What are my knees doing? What, you know, it's not just this part that we see. Um, you've got to get deeper inside and feel what's going on all the way down to your toes. <laughs> with that's, the 360. That's, yeah, that's deep. That's definitely deep. And then, and then we're in that, I think we're in that zone right now. It's still Mace where it's still growing. So then sure. we're like, what's right and what's wrong. Sure. You know, because there's people that with, with the archer or the bow and arrow, right. There's people that like to put their elbow up. If you've seen like, like Leo Savage, yeah. he likes to put his elbow up. And then I went with primal flow movement and I learned from a physical therapist and he's like, no, you should, you should have it nice and straight aligned with the, with the uh, mace yeah. so that you stretch out your pecs and then the, the muscles in the back activate. So there's just so many different methods too. And I think there we're is. just growing. Yeah. Yeah, there is. To me, there are different, uh, I've seen um, like the side lunge. Um, I don't know what it's called in steel mace flow, the side lunge. Yeah. Just the, the, a lateral lunge. Yeah, and yeah. that lateral lunge. Um, that's done in different ways. As long as there's, there's, in my opinion, and it's the same with martial arts, there's, there's a variety of different ways that you can do things that are still correct. When it's incorrect is when you can cause injuries. That's when you're doing something that's 
not correct because it's dangerous for your knees, for your joints, for whatever it is. Um, but there's many different ways to do a lot of the movements. I, I describe the 360 differently than I've heard other people describe it. And it's based on my martial arts movement of the body mechanics. And that's how I explain it. But I listen to other people in the way they explain it. And I'm not, and I'm not thinking it's wrong. It's just another way of explaining it and another way of doing it, which is perfectly safe. If somebody explained it in a way that was like, lift it over your head and you know, <laughs> something that would, be, that would be wrong because you can injure yourself. Right. But there's so many there's so many ways you can do the same thing, basically speaking. But you get different benefits from the different methods. Also, um, you might you might do it you might do a 363 different ways, or you might do the the archer or bow and arrow a few different ways, um, yeah. because there's benefits in each different way. Nothing is like I said before. Nothing is perfect. Everything has there's always a give and take. There's always a compromise, a give and take between whatever you do. If you squat too low, something will happen. If you don't squat low enough, something else is negative. There's always negative and positive effects to everything that you do. Um, you just want to try to avoid injuries the best that you can and learn from people. I mean, there's so many great coaches out there um, who understand the body mechanics. They just might do things a little differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all. Wow, what a this is gonna be such a I can't wait to release this podcast episode. It was filled with goodness. You're definitely sensei. You really are. You're sensei. So before last, I guess last question before we end this. For someone who's just getting into still mace training, what kind of words of encouragement would you give this person? Just starting. Um, find a good coach. Um, and stick with it and take your time. Learn, don't try to do fancy tricks too soon. Just, just take your time, learn the basics, build a solid foundation. Building your foundation is the most important part of any training. Martial arts, steel mace, whatever it is, you have to have a really good solid foundation then you can build your skills upon that. And, and it takes time. You have to be patient. And that's the part that's the most frustrating, I think, for most everybody. Everybody wants to be, you know, really great, really fast. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's like the old saying of the journey being more important than the destination. That it is. That's so I true. That. It's the, it is the journey. It's the journey. And the beginning part of the journey is just as important as the middle or the ending, which there is no ending that we talked about, but right. the, the beginning part of the journey is so important and you just have to take your time um, and be patient with yourself and that, uh, you know, you're going to get frustrated. That's part of it. You just, uh, just got to get past that and take your time and uh, enjoy the process. Just enjoy the process. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So where do people find you? Where do they find Karina? Um, I know. Okay. So I'll just go ahead and tell the Instagram marshall.mace.360. Are you on Facebook? Are you on, uh, I think you mentioned the website just to reiterate. Yeah, I have, I have, I have so many different lives. I have uh, my Raven Studios website, which I mentioned. And I also have an Instagram for Raven Studios and Facebook page. Um, my martial arts is uh, Southern Arizona Wing Chun 
Um, I have a website and an Instagram and a Facebook page. <laughs> okay. Southern you Arizona Tai Chi. I have all three for Tai Chi. I have all three for Wing Chun. Um, so, uh, uh, but probably the easiest way to find me is on my Mace, since we're here, on the Marshall Mace 360 Instagram page. I do have a Facebook page also for the, for the Mace. Um, for anybody who does more Facebook than Instagram, um, it's Marshall Mace 360 on, on Facebook also. Okay, and then just to reiterate the challenge, so we said make sure to tag Still Mace Warrior, tag Marshall.Mace.360, and they're yeah. gonna and we're gonna give them a week, right? Yeah, we'll give it a week, and um, and then we'll just put everybody's name in a hat and pick the winner. So it's not a competition; it's just participant based, and um, we'll pick a winner. I am so excited. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. Honestly, uh, I've been wanting to have, I wanted to have you on this podcast a long time ago, but uh, my time is four guests a month and, yeah. and then I got sick. And then, so I'm trying to get to everyone, but I'm so happy that you were on here. I honor you and may the universe thank always so flow much. with you. I, I appreciate what you're doing. It's great. Thank you. Thank you.